two crimes from the east. I'm your host Pia, and with me is Alex, Alex. Alexandra. <laughs> Today we're gonna do a masala news episode and bring you some not so hot, not the front page type of news, but stuff that is still amusing, nevertheless. It's the masala for your chai. You need a little masala in your life, so. That's what we're bringing to you today. But before we start off with the stories, let's uh, get one thing straight. It's Diwali today. Happy Diwali, Alex. Happy, Happy Diwali. Diwali. All I know to do is to light candles. Victory of light over darkness. Which story is that? Like, which, which God story is that? Is that a Krishna? No, no, no. Diwali is all about Lord Rama. Rama. But Rama is kind of Krishna, right? It's the same God. Reincarnated. He's supposed to be an avatar of Vishnu. Vishnu. So. Yeah, yeah. Technically, or not technically, but isn't the Buddha also supposed to be an avatar of Vishnu? I don't know about that. I don't know. They had all this um, cross pollination of they tried to uh you know adopt him into the vishnu pantheon basically oh no they tried to vedicize him yeah yep, yep, <laughs> yep, yep, yep. no i don't think he would have appreciated that he must have been like dudes keep me out of this <laughs> i'm my own thing this is my own uh, you know gig stay out of it you're not getting any of my royalties so let's jump into something off center. Come okay. on, Alex. Um, Let's go. Oh, man. Nothing that I have is related to anything that we've talked about. Perfect. So we won't be bored. <laughs> go ahead. How about just to have a little bit of a bridge, the story about snacks. Snack stories? Okay. So I found this story about a very venomous snake that was rescued in Bihar. Rescued from what? The jungle? No, no, no. How do you rescue a snake? It was rescued from a village. So okay. mm -hmm. this story comes from NDTV.com. It took place in a village in the Terai region of Kishanganj. Kishanganj. Okay. What's supposed to be interesting about the story, which is a little bit sad, is that like instead of killing the highly venomous snake, it was saved. It was saved. Good. Props. I don't know. Like, as we said in our episode about the snake murder, it's not the snake's fault that it's there. Remember we talked back then, there is a lot of superstition about killing yeah. snakes in India. So yeah. you wouldn't do that unless it's literally like trying to kill you. You would try to right. catch it and get rid of it some other way. You don't want to kill it. You don't want to invite the wrath of the serpents. Okay. So a forest guard in Bihar has been hailed a hero for rescuing a highly venomous snake and afterwards raising awareness among the villagers about peaceful coexistence with wildlife. Oh, what did he do? Did he make the snake and the villagers shake hands? Like, I mean, there's a video of it on Twitter. It's kind of crazy because this forest guard, his name is Anil Kumar, who rescued the mm -hmm. banded crate. <gasps> Whoa, that is poisonous. Yeah, it's a white and yellow snake. The reason why this made news is because I guess they're really proud of themselves for their environmental awareness. But the whole time he's giving this speech, there's just a guy standing next to him with a burlap just full of snake. 
I guess. (laughs) And it all seems very precarious to me. That snake could bite through. He must be sort of freaking out. And at the same time, the guard is saying, please remain quiet. Please listen to me. Snakes, too, are a part of nature. Without them, our planet is incomplete. God has created a defined role for all lives. No, no, no. It's, I mean, it's amazing. Wow, wow, wow. This is one of those slow clap moments. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. Good on him. It also shows that he is accepted by the villagers as one of their own. So it's just like an all around, like, nice, happy story, but about snakes. (laughs) So I liked it. For once, it isn't like, you know, snake murdered by Cubans for just being a snake for existing. Or like venomous snake killed four people and was captured and killed. So you want to hear a story I got? Give me something juicier. That was so lighthearted. That was freaking upworthy content. Not everything has to be devious, right? Yeah, where's the blood? Where's the blood? And another thing I've just noticed, all of our masala news ends up being about animals. (laughs) Our true passion is revealed. (laughs) I think we should just call it jungle news. Oh, Instead of masala news. Jungle news. News from the jungle. Okay, so I have something from the Hindustan Times. A headline says, rats drank it. Cops (laughs) say. A thousand liters of seized liquor disappears from police station because, quote, rats drank it. Of course. (laughs) They should have played the monkeys. I would believe a monkey drank it, not a goddamn rat. They don't have thumbs. How would they open the bottles? Monkeys or elephants? These are the alcoholics that I know in nature. Superintendent of Police Abhinandan Singh said an inquiry into the incident would be conducted to figure out whether the liquor was consumed by rats or something else had happened to it. Whoa, I want to be on that case. It would be the (laughs) shortest, most easily solved case in history. I want to be a rat. Sounds fun. Over a thousand liters. Now, I know that's empirical. What's liters in, uh, what's used in America? Gallons. Gallons? Okay, let me figure that out. Thousand liters in gallons. 265 gallons. That's a lot of milk. Over 265 gallons of seized liquor kept in the storehouse of Bareilly's Cantonment Police Station has disappeared. And local policemen blame rats for guzzling Mm -hmm. it down. Makes sense. Rats have also earlier been blamed for polishing off seized liquor in dry Bihar, (laughs) narcotics in Jharkhand, and also getting away with currency notes in Assam. They blamed rats. They blamed rats on that? Yes. Oh my God. There must be this roving gang of rats committing all of these crimes. I need to get some rats. Mouse crimes. Mouse crime. Snake jail and mouse crime. Seeing a pattern. They were also held guilty of causing floods in Bihar. What? So nothing is sacred when it comes to blaming rats. Just blame them for anything. Yeah, in India, it isn't scapegoats. It's scape rats. Scape rats. Poor rats. The latest incident came to light on Wednesday when the Malkana, where the seized items are stored, like a storeroom, Uh 
It was opened to bring out the body of a stray dog which had sneaked in a few days ago and died inside. Probably to steal some booze too. <laughs> yeah, maybe you got a tip from the rats. They're like, hey, <laughs> hey, that room in there? Full of the good stuff. And the dog's like, oh, all right, I'll, I'll go get some. <laughs> it's a rat speakeasy. But when the doors were opened, it was also found that several gallons of country-made liquor seized from illegal manufacturing units had vanished into thin air. Wow. Staff then blamed the rodents who, you know, obviously had committed all these crimes. Of course. <laughs> oh, man. Are they driving buses too in Bihar? It's a rat bus driver. You know, all this crime in the country, it makes sense now. It's the rats. It's a very different version of Ratatouille. <laughs> all the corruption in the country and it's the rats. It's the rats. Yep, it's mm-hmm. the rats. Of course. Wow. <laughs> so you know how they came to that conclusion? They found some liquor cans empty in the room. And they also saw rats near the liquor cans. So they put two and two together. How did the rats open the cans, though? They're not goats. They can't open metal. Maybe that's why they had the dog in there. It's a consp- it's a rat spiracy. Uh, meanwhile, a retired zoology professor of Bareilly College, who did not want to be named, said... Okay that rats could consume liquor if they stayed at a place where water wasn't available. But the quantity of liquor which the police claimed that the rats had consumed so is much. unbelievable. So much. They cannot drink a thousand liters of alcohol as rats have a strong dislike for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is not the first time it has happened in Bihar, right? (laughs) Even last year, rats were blamed for finishing off more than 9 lakh liters of alcohol, which is 10 times the amount we're talking about right now. Maybe 100 times. Alcohol disappears in Bihar. It's the rats. It's the rats. It's these damn Bihari rats. They are... (laughs) Booze hounds. Booze hounds, drunkard rats. (laughs) Amazing. So remember how we were talking about the floods Mm -hmm. that these rats had caused? You know who pointed the finger at them? Who? Bihar State's Water Resources Minister. Oh my god. Rajiv Ranjan had blamed rats for the state's crumbling embankments and the consequent flooding in 21 District. We really really need to rebrand scapegoats for India. It's a scape rat. Incredible. Imagine what those drunk rats must have been up to, too. Just like blacked out on the street, (laughs) eating samosas. I don't know. What is good drunk food in India? Samosas. So much stuff, actually. Everything is like good snack food, but I don't see it as drunk food. So the snacks that you have with drinks before you get drunk, kind of, you know, to eat with drinks is called chakna. Mm. It's called chakna Chakna. in India. And yeah, peanuts are the best chakna in India. Peanuts and deep fried crunchy snacks. Mm, mm, mm. Those are really popular. Yeah, I'm into it. I'd believe it if you blame rats for eating that. Right. Yeah. yeah. Drunk rats. Not the alcohol and the (laughs) narcotics. So last year, a court in Danbad, also in Bihar, blamed rats for eating 45 kgs of marijuana (laughs) seized from a man. Jesus. Hare Krishna. These high mice. High mice. High mice. 
Heimice. <laughs> I can't believe that anyone would believe that. And if these people seem to love animals, like the guy in your story, mm-hmm. I would start rehab centers for these rats. Right. Yeah, yeah. There needs to be an AA for rats. Rat rehab. We need it. Because they're not stopping at just beer. <gasps> They've gone into the marijuana of now. Course. Oh boy. Don't even get me started with the rat opium dens. So that was my story. What do we conclude from that? Um, rats know how to party. <laughs> rats know how to party and are apparently the cause of every problem <laughs> that yeah. you see in India. Every crime and corruption instance Blame in India rats. is because of rats. Yeah. <laughs> Blame the rats. A rat ate my homework. The rat came onto my laptop and pressed Control Alt Delete three times. Restarted <laughs> my laptop and it's all gone. It's all gone. Voila. Do you have another story, Alex? I have one. I think I can make okay. a segue. Rats consuming alcohol in India and then Indians eating bizarre things. Ooh. I don't even know how to start saying what I want to say. But basically, Indiana Jones, I don't even remember which movie it was. The one with India. The one with Kalima? It's Temple of Doom. Yes, Temple of Doom, yep. That movie has just really confused people so much about Indians. Mm -hmm. They Mm -hmm. think that Indians are dog-eating, monkey-brain-eating... I don't know, snake soup eating people that they eat really weird shit in India. But for the most part, Indians are like the most vegetarian people in the world, right? Yeah, there's such a rich vegetarian cuisine. And all of October, we go vegetarian in memory of my father. And it's easy for us because we have such a rich Indian vegetarian cuisine to lean on. It's not a big deal. We're not eating like lettuce every day. We have all kinds of dishes Indians have been vegetarian before the planet was at risk, before it was like, you know, trendy. Everything becomes so fancy once it gets to the West. Yoga and veganism (laughs) and Indians have been doing it for thousands of years, like, and other cultures too. But they're misconceived thanks to frickin' Indiana Jones to eat weird shit. (laughs) Um, But normally they don't. But then at the same time, apparently they do. So here are some bizarre foods that Indians eat. Okay, Um, let's go. Let's start with something called snail stew. Mm, That sounds very French. And I know, and steamed hornets. Mm, Good protein. So unless you're from Nagaland or you have weird food habits, you'd never opt to eat this delicacy of Kohima. If ever you visit Nagaland, you'll find snail stew, steamed hornet larvae, and silkworm curry, famously being sold on the streets. (laughs) That's one hell of a drunk food. It's just diverse. It's very local to that region of India. The northeast of India has its own encapsulated culture, cuisine, traditions, rituals, religions, and all kinds of stuff. And Unfortunately, we haven't seen that at all in mainstream media. So people don't even know about it, right? And just like everything else, when you don't know about something, you either fear it or you ridicule it. 
Yeah. My mom and your mom, they studied in residential schools Yeah, their whole childhood. They were in boarding schools and they had uh, students there mm -hmm. from northeast of India. So my mom would tell me that, oh, they would catch all the grasshoppers and mm. cook them and eat them no. and whatnot. And I was like, I couldn't believe it. I was like, what? Why would you do that? It's so weird. It's so strange. And it was weird to them too as kids when they saw that. But now when you look at all these new options for sustainable food sources. Protein sources. It's all insect-based. The first thing is all insects. Yes, all the insects mm -hmm. are coming into yep. focus. They knew it all along. <laughs> they already knew. They knew this and they were eating them way before it was cool. You eat what's there too. It's like born out of necessity for sure. And you know what? It probably tastes really good too. We don't know because we haven't tried it. Well, I've eaten grasshoppers and stuff in chocolate, but I think they were dehydrated or something. So it was just crunchy. You can't really taste anything. It's also the preparation. Once the like main protein becomes a vehicle for the sauce, it doesn't really matter what the protein is. Like once you're stewing it in curry or, you know, like, mm -hmm. for example, the French make snails and you just basically drown them in butter, parsley and garlic. And it's just a vehicle for those flavors. Okay, I tried snail, but it was on a cruise ship. So maybe that wasn't the best place to eat it. I did not like it that much. And it upset my stomach. So I won't be eating mm. that again. It's very rich. It's very rich. Okay. So the next next thing is dish called tilly. And it refers to the tilly. spleen and buffalo spleen, which is apparently quite a hit in Pune. Ugh. Yeah. I never heard of this in Pune. This is bullshit. I call bullshit on this story. According to Indian food blogger Chowder Singh, mm -hmm. I tried tilly while in Pune, and let's just say I'm not a fan. It has somewhat rotten smell and texture similar to that of liver. It is preferred by some non-vegetarians as spleen contains a high concentration of iron. And selenium, I think. I have never heard of this the whole time. The decades that I lived in Pune. I never heard of this. I would not imagine seeing spleen on the streets. Yeah, it might just be that one shop that sells it and this guy went there. Speaking of rotten smelling stuff, uh, the next dish is called, uh, let's see what if it even has a name. But basically, it's a rotten potato. Mm -hmm. Every Indian's favorite vegetable, which is easy to cook and makes every combination likable. But imagine eating rotten potatoes. Potatoes are deliberately made to ripen and are left untouched to rot to consume either in a raw form or with spices. It was solid vodka. It's just like solid booze. <laughs> yeah, they just let the potato turn to vodka and they're like, mmm, very these... delicious, you know. Totally kosher. It's not alcohol. It's a potato. Just sound like not real things. But then the next thing is chicken butt, blood and pig intestines. And then again, we're running into the realm like with the insects and the um, snails. This reminds me of Southeast Asia. Like everywhere in Southeast Asia has some dish mm -hmm. involving insects or snails. or And in France too, you have lots of different snails. Um, we Indians call chicken blood and pig intestines one of the most famous delicacies and apparently lip-smacking. This dish, called jado, looks a lot like a regular pulao, but it is very different ingredient-wise. It contains chicken blood and pig intestines. It is cooked and 
eaten by the Jaintia tribe of Northeast India. Mm. So, pig intestine, everyone in the world who eats meat has eaten. Sausage. Yeah, yeah. Sausage is encased in like the skin of the intestine, but it's filled with meat. But mm-hmm. in Thailand and, and in Southeast Asia, you can just get the straight up intestine on a stick barbecued. And that's a pretty different taste-wise animal. Does it taste like pee? It tastes like poop to me a little bit, but like taste strangely. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Hmm. I guess if you eat it growing up, it will taste good to you. It must be like one of those acquired tastes. If you've eaten it since you were a kid, you'd love it, I'm sure. You know, but chicken blood. Now that is unusual. I have heard of like other uh, blood puddings and dishes and stuff, but not chicken. So chicken wasn't really eaten much in India before the British came in. I asked my husband's old grandmother, who's like 95 mm-hmm. or something. I was like, what did you guys eat back in the day? Like, you know, 90 years ago. What, what, is the, what are the foods you used to eat? Did people eat meat? And she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. People used to eat meat all the time. So I was like, what did you eat? Did you eat chickens? She's like, no, we never ate chickens. We used to eat goats. Goats were the go-to meat. Chicken was not considered oh, like right. kosher. Because um, they eat trash, right? Chicken eat trash off of the off of the street but what about eggs you want the eggs Mm, you don't want to kill an egg laying hen so yeah and and northeast india so we're getting into that like southeast asian region actually kind of makes sense yeah Mm -hmm. um so this article also names dog meat as a as a dish oh yeah nagaland must be nagaland right that is also i don't know a rumor or myth someone ate dog that people in nagaland ate dogs and we used to be like how could you how could you eat these cute little dogs you do what you gotta do it's just an animal in the end um there's also frog legs a red ant chutney (gasps) i've eaten that it's actually really nice it's spicy it's kind of tangy almost citrusy yeah i can see that it tastes good I ate it in uh, Bastar, which is in Chhattisgarh. It's one of the biggest tribal districts okay. in India. We used to go into the tribal markets. Uh, the tribal folk would come there and sell their okay. wares. And they had these ant wow. chutneys in like uh, little bowls that they made out of le- leaves and they would sell it. Cool. Let's try it. <laughs> Give it a go. It was nice. I'd eat it again. I will try almost all of the. Maybe not the rotten potatoes. That sounds just dangerous. Rotten potatoes just makes me think of botulism. So in the same vein as the red ant chutney, their silkworm pupa, famously known as eripolu, this Assam dish is one of the mm-hmm. most exotic dishes served in this northeastern region of the country. The silkworm, when it starts to make a cocoon of silk around it, is boiled in hot water so that you can obtain the silk. Then the dead pupa is used to season the dish, which gives a soft layered texture. I have no idea what that means, but yeah. And that's another example of genius application of a waste product in a process. Yep. Right? Totally. No waste. Totally sustainable ecosystem. You're making something out of it, but you're eating it, so it's not bad. It's the same way I feel about people who hunt. If you're going to kill an animal, you better eat it. Because if you're not going to eat it, 
then your hunting isn't justified yeah. whatsoever. You know, hunting for sport, no thank you. Please, no thank you. Although if a silk is a useful byproduct as well. Nothing's going to waste. Genius, in my opinion. And I've eaten worms, not silkworms, but your mom, when she visited us from Africa. She brought some? Back nice. in the 80s, yes. They brought, and I don't know how this was legally allowed <laughs> to so enter funny. the country. Perhaps it that. wasn't legal she brought mopani worms yeah. from botswana the famous mopani worm so your brothers were like here we got worms <laughs> yeah. for you to eat but i did eat it it was fine It was totally fine it was a nice smoky like a smoky popcorn type of yeah thing yeah that's how they always described it to me as popcorny okay and then just to round it off the last two things baby shark curry oh no that's a go-in dish. Baby sharks are served as a delicacy and caught and cooked just like the other sea creatures. Since fishing out sharks is a difficult task, it is considered to be exotic and expensive. And illegal. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> they yeah, didn't yeah. mention that yeah. whatsoever. No, no, no. This this whole article is from the India Times weird news section. It's like pretty questionable. Mm. Um, and then black rice found in the northeast. Just to end on like a slightly potentially more savory note um found in the northeastern state of manipur this rice is black in color and is also known as the magic rice because it turns purple when cooked this particular yeah yeah i've heard about this rice it sounds delish uh, this particular kind of rice yeah. is only found in india primarily northeast regions and china black rice is known as chakao in manipur and it's made into a pudding, which is a popular dessert in the area to people at all major feasts in Manipur. Black rice is high in nutritional value and is a source of iron, vitamin E, and then the article just doesn't even finish. So that's the quality of the source that I found. But black rice is and yep. dot dot dot. You <laughs> fill in the blanks yourself. You know, one thing that I don't think we realize usually is that the rice we eat is hyper monocultured and there used to just be so many varieties of rice and it had so much more nutritional value and it just smelled better even but now it's like bananas humans ruined rice and bananas and tomatoes just all of our vegetables ruined by yeah. chiquita thanks um, and with that little food corner, check out my Instagram at otheralexb, where I cook food and post photos of it. <laughs> amazing looking food, by the way, which I'm sure tastes amazing too. No Aunt Chutneys yet. Weird is the new normal, so people better get used to it because 30 years from now, we're all going to be eating bugs. <laughs> yeah when there's a blight and there's no vegetables growing anywhere you're gonna have to resort to these genius cuisines sustainable cuisines so thank you alex that was very interesting yeah no problem <laughs> i think we can end our episode here we've learned a lot today we've learned don't trust the rats blame the rats for everything <laughs> that <laughs> of course that. don't be shy don't be skittish about trying different cuisines, new cuisines. You never know. You might find something fantastic. 
Yeah, don't listen to freaking Indiana Jones, but at the same time, Indians can and do have the potential to eat weird stuff, and it's great. Yeah, weird is good. Weird is the new normal, so get weird with it. Follow us on all our socials. Send us emails. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Tell your enemies, too. And join us again next week for another episode of Crimes from the East, your Desi true crime podcast with a little masala, masala, and lots of and spices. spices. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> yeah. Namaste. Namaste.